With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Affected by Altitude, a Purple Row podcast for and by Rockies fans. Hello, Rockies fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Pebble Report podcast. My name is Eric Garcia McKinley, and I'm joined once again by Sam Bradfield. How are you doing, Sam? I'm good, Eric. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, doing great because this is a, it's a fun time of year to think about uh, uh, Rockies prospects. The draft is in the past, so there are new uh, new players in the system, and the trade deadline's coming up. So it's possible that we might lose some guys. Um, but it's also it's also a cool part of the season because this is when Purple Row does its annual Purple Row prospect. Uh, voting list. And so the community gets together, votes on or creates their own list of top Rockies prospects, and we do a collective uh, community ballot. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. First, though, um, let's let's uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on lately in the Rockies minor league system. So, Sam, uh, what's what's a Who's interesting? Who's been interesting in the system uh, over the past uh, week or so? Well, I have three guys that I want to talk about. One who's good, interesting. One who's not so good, interesting. And one that's kind of in the middle. Um, so we'll start with good, interesting. And that is okay. uh, Mitchell Kilkenny. He's a right-handed pitcher. He's in Grand Junction right now. He was drafted last year, 2018, um, in round 2C. And he had a Tommy John surgery last June. So he's been he's been out and he's making his comeback um, currently. And so he he's pitched five games each time going a little longer, started with just one inning, then two, three, four, five innings. And in those innings, um, he's only given up eight hits and only one run. So that uh, so his ERA is zero point six zero in 15 innings with the Grand Junction Rockies. Um, 11 strikeouts, no walks. Like, he's pitching really well down in Grand Junction. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's what you really want to see. Um, it, it, it's it's funny because these, sometimes these guys, um, especially this happens with pitchers, it's like they get drafted and then and then they just like you just kind of forget about them, you know, not the first round draft pick, you know, somewhere in the middle here. And I guess like, yeah, Tommy John surgery didn't pitch pro ball at all last year for the Rockies. Um, so, yeah, so it's nice. Nice to see that debut, especially with uh, with rookie ball for a guy that's so he's he's 22. So he's, he's old for Grand Junction, but he, it's nice to see him just just go there and be good because that's what he's supposed to do. So yeah, nice, uh, nice, uh, nice pro debut looking like for Mitchell Kalkenny. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure he'll stick in grand junction at least. I mean, the season's, you know, only got about six weeks ish left, so he'll probably stay there, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him. Yeah. He'll probably jump up to Asheville next year. 
um, and kind of go from there. Um, on the flip side, though, is uh, in Hartford. We're going to talk about two Hartford yard goats. Uh, so are, are we are we going to uh, uh, good in the middle or the opposite of good? I think we're going to go to we're going to go to bad or not. Yeah. Interesting bad. Interesting bad. Um, okay. Colton okay. Welker, who's currently ranked uh, third, I believe, on our Purple Row prospects list, and he has been he's been you know hitting really really well. Up until he was nominated or elected, I should say, for the uh, All-Star Game, the uh, AA All-Star Game, and it, or Eastern League All-Star Game. Um, and, yeah, before that, let's see, he was it was announced on June 24th. He was hitting 276 um, at that point and slugging 453. Since then, his average has dropped down to 256 with a slugging of 411. So it's still okay. But he has not hit a he has not hit a home run since then, and he has uh, fifteen strikeouts I think since then. Um, let me look him up real quick. Yeah, he's gone eight for forty seven since his selection to the All Star Game, um, which is one seventy with just one double and fifteen strikeouts. Um, so I don't know what happened to Colton Welker after he was selected for the All Star Game. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, yeah, that's that's a yeah, that is a terrible slump. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I, mean, I guess like maybe the lesson here is like never, never get elected to the all star, any all star game. Colton Walker. Um, no, it's like it's it's yeah, it's it's rough to see these guys, especially hitters go into these funks in the minor leagues because you always wonder like what's going on with pitchers. You could almost. You could talk yourself into a lot of bad stat lines for pitchers. Um, I, I think we we talked about this on the Affected by Altitude podcast about Kyle Freeland and a little bit in his lines. And it's like, okay, he's been giving up tons of hits, tons of home runs, a lot of runs, um, but maybe he's just working on stuff. You know, maybe because like you can imagine a pitcher in the minors working on something like just throw strikes doesn't matter what they do with it just throw strikes but hitters on the other hand like i mean they just want to hit you know <laughs> i mean maybe they're working on something about zone zone you know zone discipline things like that but when you see a when you see a, a guy like colton walker like go in a funk like that it's it's pretty disappointing because you especially with a with su- such a hot start to the season you're thinking huh man maybe man this young guy here Maybe he can he can he can have a rapid rapid jump through. I mean, because when you're in Hartford, you're stones throw from the Rockies, so you start really getting excited about seeing them in the majors. So, what do you think? What do you think's uh, what do you think's next for him? Is this just a funk, or is this something uh, something that's going to hold him back a little bit? I mean, I think right now it's just kind of a funk. Uh, I mean, everybody goes through it. I think it's just again magnified because it happened to be since the All Star Selection Day. Um, so everything's kind of magnified and everybody's really paying attention. And all of a sudden, you know, he's gone. Yeah. Eight for 47 since June 24th. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know what happened, but I I think this is just a funk and I think he'll get out of it and I think he'll be fine because he's been so good for so long that, you know, everybody has a bad day or a bad 10 days or a bad month or whatever. I mean, it happens all the time. So I, I think he'll be fine. It's just something to note yeah 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 for sure yeah it's like he's he's a guy to keep an eye on to see um 
to see to see how he turns this around as the season you know as the minor league season like has yeah about six weeks left or so okay so that was good interesting uh bad interesting so who's our who's our uh middle of the road prospect here uh our middle of the road prospect is tyler nevin um who i got a chance to talk to a couple of times in the arizona fall league last year and so i've re- i've been paying a little bit more attention to him uh since then and he you know he won the batting title in the arizona fall league i mean he was hitting i think we remember you know we looked it up it was 426 or something in the arizona fall league and he was just you know going crazy down there and all of a sudden you know got to hartford and he's been hitting 239 and slugging 339 um so the power's not there i mean in all of his other assignments he's been hitting or slugging i should say over 400 and hitting over if not right at 300 so all of a sudden he's he's not been great but he's not been terrible he's just been kind of aggressively mediocre um <laughs> for whatever reason i mean he hasn't been injured this year for the first time in his you know professional career so all of a sudden you know he's yeah he's just been kind of aggressively mediocre so what do you think yeah well i I, I think the, the the positive here for Tyler Nevin is that he's healthy and playing. I mean, he he just like I mean, he just lost so much playing time early on. Um, that was like it's like another one of these guys. It's like, where where is he? What happened to Tyler Nevin? It's like, oh, he's in extended spring training. It's like, ah, what's he what was he doing there? <laughs> and so it's nice to just see him healthy and yeah, I I look at his line this year, and of course, like we can only draw so much from minor league statistics. But what I what I'm drawn to is the 339 slugging. Um, because you look back in his all admittedly, you know, shortened seasons in the minors, he's 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 shown like a decent amount of power. Um 2017, uh, he played for Asheville and a little bit at Jeff, just six games in Boise. But he slugged 454, 2018 for Lancaster hitters environment. He slugged 503, and of course in the in the uh, the Arizona Fall League last year, yeah, he hit 426, 535, slugged 593. Yeah, that's great. So I mean, just seeing those power numbers dip a little bit, that's you know, I I, I want those would really like to see those pop back up because. If he doesn't have power, I I don't know, I don't know, like because he's he profiles as what a first baseman. What's he been playing this year? Do you know? Yeah, he's uh he's their a first baseman. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's that really. Let's see, this year he's been playing, yeah, almost yeah, sixty three games at first base, three games at third two in the outfield and left field. So yeah, he's been their mm. first baseman. Yeah, 339 slugging. Yeah, that's 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 tough to play as a first baseman, especially since the Rockies have so many first base prospects like on on the rise right now. So yeah, I can see this as a middle of the road guy because yeah, I'm just definitely a positive that he's actually on the field and healthy and playing. But those power numbers coming down or, you know, wonder what's going to happen. Wonder if he, I mean he's he he seems like a candidate to potentially repeat double A if um if if the Rockies find that to be a real issue. 
Maybe that's maybe that's when we'll find out if this is a real issue or not, whether or not he moves on to Albuquerque next year. Yeah. I mean, do you think some of it could be just that he is in Hartford, which is more of a, you know, pitchers, less of a hitters environment than all of their other locations? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, I know. So let's see. So baseball reference doesn't track the uh, doesn't park adjust or league adjust, but fan graphs does for the minors. So let's look up Tyler Nevin's WRC plus for the Eastern League. Okay. Well, this is a little this is a little bit of a better picture. So his league adjusted and park adjusted WRC plus is 104. So he's been hitting just a of just just a little bit better than league average in the Eastern League, um, with a 239, 338, 339. That's 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 not quite as good as he did in uh, in Lancaster last year, where he had a WRC plus of 141. I mean, when I say not quite as good, it's not nearly as good. Um, but still, that's um, that is a little bit of a better picture. So. Um, it's the 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 power looks a little bit disappointing, but in context. Um, just a little bit above average hitting is not a bad place to be. Sure. I mean, it was just, yeah, just the dip in the power numbers. So we'll see, you know, I mean, in the last, in his, or at least like this last week, um, you know, he went seven for 20 and I think last week he was like seven for 23. So he's starting to pick up a little bit, um, not to the point where, you know, some of the other guys in some of the other leagues have been going, you know, 16 for 25 with, you know, four homers. Um, yeah, you know, you know, triple yeah. A, but, um, you know, so he's not quite there yet, but he's not going, you know, three for 20 or anything like that. He's starting to pick up a little bit more when all of the, you know, Hartford, uh, position player prospects seem to be kind of in a funk right now. Um, yeah. so he seems to kind of be the bright spot with a, a seven for 20 with three strikeouts and two walks last week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I hope he hope hope to see him uh, hope to see that power pick up. Yeah, I yeah. do too. All right. Um, are there are there any, is there anybody else want to talk about before we start talking perps? Not particularly. I think those three are the the notables from this week. Okay, so the perps vote is coming up. Um, so have you have you have you started making your list yet? I have not. I'm gonna start working on that soon, maybe this weekend. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this it's a fun team. So do you have do you have a do you have a method for um for putting together your top 30 prospects? <laughs> um well I did mine uh, the last voting was my first time doing it. And so Honestly, what I did, because I'd never done it before, was I took a bunch of, you know, guys that are just like names on the comments that I knew were, you know, fairly knowledgeable and reputable, you know, uh, Sage Farron and like Ozark Bear and even like Ben Kuchner-Kavich. Um, and I was I took like their lists and I put them all on a Google Doc and kind of looked for trends and, you know, OK, Brennan Rogers, one, one, one. OK, he's going to be my one. All right. You know, <laughs> let's look at. Peter Lambert. Oh, he's, you know, second over here. He's fourth on this list. Oh, he's like 
12th on list list. Okay, let's go like average it out and look him up and see where I want to put him. And I did that for pretty much like I went through and I saw every who like what they put on every list, took every single guy and then just kind of averaged it out and looked up the guys that I needed more information on. Um, and that was kind of my method. So we'll see now that I've, you know, spent a lot more time this year covering the minor leagues a little more exclusively. Um, if my list changes or if my method changes, I haven't gotten that far yet. What's your method? (laughs) You know, you know what? Um, it's very similar. (laughs) I look, I look (laughs) to see what, I mean, I, 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 I pay, uh, you know, compared to, you know, somebody who just like passively watches the Rockies, you know, when they're on TV, I pay a lot of attention to the Rockies minor leagues. But uh, compared to some of the commenters we have on Purple Row, um, it, it feels like not that much. So I, I do. I, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of um, smart prospect watchers in our comments. I see what other people are saying. And, you know, I, I, ha- I have a I have a tracking list. So I've been doing this now. I've made lists for several years now. So I just keep a running, um, I keep a running tab of what my list is and I keep a few notes. I don't go into too depth of notes of like, you know, whether they're maybe up or maybe they're down, but I just, I adjust as the next list comes up. So I had my previous list and I think like, okay, well, okay, this guy's ineligible this year. So like Garrett Hampson is no longer eligible. Um, or so-and-so had, you know, sort of a troubling season, like they sort of lost the fastball, like what's going on, and I just adjust from there. Um, so yeah, so at first, like I definitely used a very similar method to you, but after afterwards, like it was like my context was then my own list because then it sort of carries over. Then you have your, you know, your new draftees, you have to fit them in somewhere, but then you already sort of create your own foundation and then you can just like reframe it from there. So if anybody's listening, a great way to start making your first perps list is to see what other people are saying and go from there. Um, but I have some I have some specific uh, questions. So um, it's I, I, I'm glad that you have not made your list yet. So I can just ask you some questions and put you on the spot here. Perfect. So where where do you think Riley Pint is going to land for you? I think Riley Pine's going to be down for me. Um, I don't remember. I should probably look up my list. Um, I don't remember exactly where I had him last time, but he's been really struggling again. He's currently eighth on the li- on the the official list um, for Purple Row, but I don't know. He's been really struggling with command and really struggling with you know everything. I know a lot of people you know look at his potential. But I feel like he's just, you know, looking at some of those early starts even and, you know, 11 pitches and two for strikes and four hit batters and six walks and 10 earned runs. Like (laughs) maybe that's exaggerating a little bit, but not a lot. I don't know. I think I think he's going to be down for me this year. He's just really been struggling, um, which is a shame because he has such a high potential, but he just can't seem to get it together. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're we're gonna we're gonna maybe talk pretty soon on the site. We'll have some stuff about different you know methods for putting these perps lists together, and you know the one we can think of also two methods of creating a, a, a top prospect list. One of them is just looking purely at potential. Who who are the high ceiling guys in the organization? Um, another way to look at it is like 
who are the guys who are going to be or who are most likely to contribute at the major league level. So if you look at it, if you look at it from the first way, Riley Pint might be higher because, you know, if he puts it together, I mean, I mean, the, the man throws like 100 miles an hour. And um, so it's like he, he's got to be pretty high on a list if you're looking at pure potential or ceiling. If you're looking at like likely contributors or what they're most likely to do, he's pretty low because like honestly right now, I mean, if if Riley Pint, a successful Riley Pint major league career is to me looks like breaking into the majors as a wild card reliever. So for me and, and I sort of like think about um, less on just pure potential when I do my list. And so for me, I, I'm th- I'm feeling like Riley Pint's going to probably end up somewhere in the 20s for me at at this point yeah which is which is too bad but i mean we'll see when i finalize it and post it up but i think it's gonna be i think he's gonna that's around where he's gonna be yeah i think he's gonna be somewhere like that for me too are there um any is there anybody off the top of your head that might be uh a riser so riley pint looks like he might be a a faller. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was he was number eight on our preseason list. He might fall. Um, anybody come to mind as somebody who might um, see a little bit of a, a, a bump in this next round of voting? I think the obvious choices for that would be Ben Bowden and Rico Garcia. Um, they've both performed extremely well, both in double A and um, Bowden's been really good in triple A minus the futures game. Um, but, you know, stuff happens. Um, and then Rico's been, you know, he was killing, uh, double A and he's been, you know, kind of all over the place in triple A, but like holding his own at least. Um, so currently Bowden is 17 on the, the official list and Rico is 20. So I could definitely see them bumping up into the top 15 at least. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even a little higher than that. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, one one guy I think I is going to see a rise, and he, I think he he probably rose on my list. I'll have to check. Is a uh, Taren Taren Vavra. Mm-hmm. Taren Vavra. Taren so he Vavra. was he was a uh, yes. Uh, his draft picked last year, right? I think so. Yeah. I think a third round. Let's double check. Taren Vavra. That's a great name. It is not a bad name. And he's yeah. been tearing through Asheville. <laughs> I know. It's so punnable. It's an incredibly punnable name. Um, and he has no middle name either. So huh. baseball reference. Taryn Vavra. Um, yeah. Drafted in the third round of last year's amateur draft out of the University of Minnesota. And he's just he's hitting really well in Asheville. Um, he's 22. So he's not. um it's not like a 20 year old tearing it up while younger than the competition. So he's about a half year older than the average competition in Nashville, but he's, he's hitting really well. Um, you know, 318, 406, 497. Um, so, and he's a, he's an infielder. So I think, I think for me, he's going to be a riser. And I think I'd see, I see him maybe taking a little bit of a, getting a little bit of a bump from the community poll as well. Yeah, I know uh, Ryan Rollison's been turning a lot of heads, too, um, as someone who could potentially. I mean, he's listed at five. So but mm-hmm. Garrett Hampson, who's currently four, is ineligible now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll kind of see, you know, I, I think I've seen at least in some of the comments him high, as high as like two or three. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some ones. Um, Ryan Rollison, I, I think if Brendan Rogers were no longer eligible, uh, Ryan Rollison would, I think be the number would, would end up number one. I think he'll still get number ones. Plus like we, I mean, everybody has their own method. We get some like sometimes fairly oddball lists where it's like, what, who you're, who's number one on your list. But you know, to each their own, we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I think, I think Rollison's gonna, gonna be a top. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and I say Ryan Rollison is going to be top two mm-hmm. in this poll. Yeah, definitely. So anyone else? Or do you see anybody? What? Oh, good. No, good. I was just going to say, um, so we've talked, I mean, we talked a little bit about uh, Riley Pint. Who else do you think is going to kind of maybe fall down a little bit? I think, um, you know, this is not a, uh, it's not going to be a big fall, but I think Vince Fernandez, who was ranked 21 on the last list, I think the suspension that he had might lead some folks to forget about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to hold steady on my list um, somewhere between between 10 and 20. We'll see. But I think I think he he might be a little bit of a faller um what do you think of dom nunez where do you think he's gonna land he because he was he's a long time perp he's been on these lists for years now and last polling number 30 the only catcher on the list but number 30 he barely cracked it do you think do you think dom's gonna fall off the list this time he might he might fall into the honorable mentions he's been kind of all over the place in triple a um so yeah, I could see him, you know, maybe 28, 29, 30, even as, you know, probably down in the honorables again. So what about you? Yeah, I I think, yeah, I, I think he's going to get a lot of votes because he's basically, uh, he's he's like the only catcher prospect the Rockies have right now, the only, the only legit catching prospect they have. And he's pretty close to the majors. I think he's going to get some votes because he's very likely to, he's very likely to make the majors. Mm-hmm. His, his hitting has been, I mean, he's slugging 531 this year, but PCL stats are sort of not super trustworthy in 2019. Um, but he's a catcher and he's, healthy enough to catch so which means he's going to be a major leaguer Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so i think we'll see him in the majors like within the next couple of years and so i think just just by virtue of that and that there are no other catchers around for the rockies right now that he'll i think he's gonna i think he's gonna hang on the list for sure he's gonna get votes just by virtue of uh being so close to the majors Mm -hmm. all right any um any other, any other, uh, uh, perps? Is there, are there any dark horses you want to, you want to make a case for? Hmm. Dark horses. I want to make a case for Well, last week we talked about, uh, Vladimir Restituyo, who I think mm-hmm. was, if I remember correctly, he was on the list like last year or I've seen him around. Um, so I could see, I mean, especially we talked about him last week and he's been doing really, really well in Boise. Um, mm-hmm. so I think he'll crack the list again. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think it was it was Matt Rob who was who was trying to make that case too in the comments, mm-hmm. and which which led to us talking about him. And you know, it's worked. I I think he's going to be on my list. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So yeah. Any other ones? Um, yeah, I think that's, I think, I think that's all for, for me. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to, to see how this vote shakes out. So yeah. the poll is going to be open. It's on the site. You could find it on the homepage of purplerow.com. It is going to be open until, um, the end of the day. Is it July 21st? I believe the end of the day on a Monday. So it'll be open until the end of the day. Well, the list said i mean the the official day is or the official article says end of the day july 21st which is right. uh end of the day on a sunday all so, right well there you have it so until the end of the day july 21st uh the voting is open so get your list in all right um that'll do it for us this week thanks for listening to the Pebble Report podcast. Talk to you later, Sam. See you later, Eric. Thanks for having me. <laughs>